why did we just assume Jesus's gender? Is that funny? <laughs> we do that. Well, who decided that he was a man? Yeah. For all we know, I think Jesus was trans or queer. There's to be. no way to know. Right. <laughs> Whatsoever. <laughs> I, I, can, I can see that. I make the story more interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am a sassiopathic and I am a drag artist born and raised here in Nashville. I'm Ryan Archer, your host. This is Everything Nice. 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 Right. So it's Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. Praise God. <laughs> Love it. I went thrifting to celebrate earlier. Nice. You got up at one. I did. Yeah. I was um delightfully rested, I think. Yeah. It was cool. We had a lot of fun. We played darts oh, cute. last night at yeah. We'll leave the location undisclosed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm a very private person. I don't want people knowing where I am, so we're just gonna keep it low key. Edit that out. <laughs> um, we really can edit anything out. Censorship, self-censorship is always an option. But some people do live podcasts, which is kind of wild. But I guess then that's almost just like a radio show. Mm-hmm. It's True. just not on the radio. What is radio anymore? <laughs> Well, we have some cool stations, WXNA, like Charles was supposed to be on doing an interview, but the guy got the date wrong, apparently, and didn't realize it till day of. Of course. But. As it happens. What is WXNA, exactly? It's a volunteer-run radio station. It's uh, on the channel, the wavelength 101.5. Yeah, and it's like different radio shows every hour or every couple hours. Oh, that's cool. It's a DJ spinning what they want to, so it's actually like underground music. Oh, that's lit. And like old musics. Yeah, so you're not just listening to like the same, top you know, 40. like top 40, 80s rock, yeah, you know, no, 90s it's Celine very, Dion. <laughs> it's a very cool station. There'll be like a doo-wop show on Saturday morning when I'm like late to work, driving. And then late at night, it's like Mood. midnight, you're getting off of work from somewhere and it's some like deep spooky techno or something goth or dark wave it's cool (laughs) i'm surprised that as a nashville native you haven't heard of wxna but also like who listens to the radio anymore you should you should listen to wxna i will Mm 101.5 all right we're gonna get with it i it's not that i don't listen to that i just don't listen to the radio yeah exactly last time i listened to a radio show or like a station and do you drive no. Well, there you go. I don't drive. I get driven. <laughs> <laughs> I get driven. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust myself. <laughs> I don't trust other people either. I'm going to take my sunnies off. Yeah. The light is good. It's like a gorgeous day outside. Just to let the listeners know, it is so beautiful. What, is, what do you think it is outside? Like seven, like high 70s? I think it's got to be up to like the 80s. I mean, we've got the devices that will let us know oh, yeah. immediately. Some things you need to know about me. <laughs> I don't watch the news. I don't check the weather. I am so like detached <laughs> that yeah. I'm like, I don't know what's happening unless it's like right in my face and like Notre Dame is fucking falling apart. It's burned up. And I'm like, I was like, oh, I get my news through memes. Yeah. <laughs> 100% I don't get on Facebook and I don't have a TV. Mm-hmm. So, I have no idea. It's embarrassing, but... <clears throat> that was good. Could you tell me about just, like, doing drag and what you do overall? Like, obviously, we know what drag is. If you don't... Right. Where have where you been? Have, literally, where, <laughs> where have, have you been? been? But, like, just, like, the way that you participate in it. How uh, often do you perform? Every, like, twice a month, I perform at play. And they have an open stage night. It is no longer called Amateur Night, because we fixed that pretty quickly. It was called... <laughs> well, they would introduce us as, like, this is the Amateur Night where anybody can be a drag queen. I'm like, some of us girls have, like, worked for 10 years. Yeah. Some have, like, tonight is their first time. Or like me, I've been doing drag for three years now. So mm-hmm. like, don't call me a fucking amateur. Like, you don't yeah. know what I'm doing outside of this place. 
don't do me. So we mm-hmm. fixed that. But <clears throat> again, being a drag queen uh, at play is cool because there's a backstage area, there's a stage, there's mm-hmm. lights, there's an audience, which means you're going to make money because there have been many times where I'm just like performing for one person or getting ready in a broom closet, Yeah, you know, and nobody yeah. wants to do that. <laughs> like it no. takes away from the experience of like, oh, this is super glam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I fell into drag, like literally got like a $20 Party City wig and black lipstick and would just go out to all the shows um, in Nashville, which was cool because I was like the only person of my caliber there. Like the um, DIY music shows? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've definitely remembered like being at a show and being like, who's that? Mm-hmm. Like, who's that pulling who's a that? look? <laughs> Somebody's Trying to queer up the place. Outfit? Right. Just dressed in clothes. <laughs> I was definitely a show stealer, <laughs> but it was like beautiful because that's where um, I learned who I could be. Mm-hmm. I think through that and like watching other people and my friends perform, and I think it was when I saw Alaska Thunderfuck Five Thousand mm-hmm. when I used to wear too much banana powder because I didn't know any better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a nightmare. Um, and then the princess came up to me. It was like my first time that I actually went to play in full drag mm. and was like, okay with it and not just at shows. Um, she just like came up to me and was like, who are you? I was like, sassiopathic. And she's like, who? And I'm like, sassiopathic. <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't you perform here? And I was like, good question. And she's like, we do open stage nights every second and fourth Sundays come out. And I started doing that consistently. You know, getting booked around town sometimes on bills with other people. I think it's cool when I get booked to like perform with actual bands and like yeah. they're, it's diverse. Yeah. And it's not just like, oh, we threw in a drag queen. It all kind of works. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. Definitely has to be curated or just like you want. It's intentional. It's like, I think that if people just like think it's novelty, then that's lame. But if you're mm-hmm. like, this is an equivalent performance to whatever these fuckers with some guitars are doing exactly it has to be that way or else it wouldn't feel weird yeah a little invalidated and that and that's why it felt so cool because i was like no and i'm like oh you get it like Mm -hmm. hallelujah that's all an artist wants (laughs) like hey we see you and you're doing this and we respect it so were you making any of your own music at all yeah okay i thought so Mm mm-hmm so I'm terrible, and I'm such a procrastinator. <laughs> so I was supposed to have a single called Reputation come out, but I'm just not happy with it. Yeah. Like, it's I can play a little bit for you um, yeah. in a second, but I'll just take you through the journey. So I produce most of my own beats and instrumentals. Okay. what do you use? Logic. Oh, cool. Because it is what? Intuitive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I Like everybody, I started with FL Studio. And that just, like, wasn't it. And I cannot grasp the concept of Ableton whatsoever. I, um... That's how you made um, yeah, CBD, right? Yeah, that's how I made that. I just took an Ableton class, and I had eight weeks of Pro Tools class, like, two years before that, but my mm-hmm. teacher was great, and I was like, this is awesome. This yeah, that's is amazing. cool that you had, like, somebody there guiding you. I just yeah. fell right into it. I was like, this is really easy to use. I don't know anyone else is confused well lucky you i know good yeah. for you yeah, that's what I felt, but just very useful shit yeah. like that made me feel like a wizard it was mm-hmm. really cool but and you I paid attention learn, that's yeah. that's a lot of it ac uses yeah. logic i want to learn logic it looks good i really like the way ableton looks though everything is super flat looking yeah it's just nice I, what is like the workflow like i don't even like yeah, I like the workflow, but I also don't have a lot to compare it to. I think it's super, like, the way that you click and move through things is mm-hmm. really intuitive. Like, you can d- double-click on, like, everything, and it'll zero out, which mm-hmm. Pro Tools doesn't do, <laughs> which is really frustrating. Because <clears throat> I'm in a MIDI class, and we're doing MIDI stuff in Pro Tools, and after using Ableton, you're like, mm-hmm. this sucks. I just, like, stole a version of Logic from the Pirate Bay. Good. Oops. Right? <laughs> like, give it to the people. And um, I just, like, started fucking around. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is fun. Also, this is really cute. And, like, mm-hmm. I started getting more and more. Like, because I've always been musically inclined. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, played piano mm-hmm. most of my life. Drums. I could never really get guitar. I wish I did. And then 
uh, slowly but surely, I started crafting these ideas. So how, right now, it could be an album, but I'm going to release them as two different EPs. Yeah. So the first one is called Sass Punk. Because everyone is always asked, like, what kind of music are you going to make? Like, what genre is it? And I'm like, I don't know. It's going to be music that I'm singing and I made. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like, some of my early stuff was heavy, a little heavier. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. SoundCloud was like, what's the genre? And I just put hashtag sasspunk. Yay. <laughs> so that's that one. That's, like, um, the rap song, another rap song. Like, the high mm-hmm. energy kind of, like, in-your-face, sassy mm-hmm. brand, like, attitude. Mm-hmm. And it's cute. That's coming together. Yes. Um, and then the second part is the darker stuff. It's, like, okay. the more vibey, moody things that I make. Mm-hmm. Like, tackling, like, actual issues like addiction and codependency mm-hmm. and, like, you know, the mm-hmm. human experience overall. Mm-hmm. And that might be called Go Down. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Usually, oh, I'll good. like, before I put all of the, like, finished tracks out, I'm gonna probably upload all of the instrumentals um, because I love that. Like, I love my instrumentals. Cool. They're so vibey and moody. So I'm gonna put them on my SoundCloud if people want to listen, which it's just, like, search Sassiopathic on SoundCloud. Um, but once these singles come out, it's gonna be on everything. Uh, Tidal, yes. Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, if you wanna. Buy it, you can. <laughs> Please. How are you distributing? I use DistroKid. See, I'm trying to hop on that. We had to yeah. use uh, CD Baby for this DIY distribution class I was in. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and it was cool, but... There's so many different ones, and it's really like you just have to figure out which one works best for you. Or I've is heard, like suitable yeah, for you. I've heard DistroKid from most of my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like cheap. Um, It does everything you need it to do. There's, like, different tiers. Mm -hmm. So if you have, like, multiple albums and multiple singles out, like, there's a tier that's perfect for that. And you can, like, Mm -hmm. you know, customize your your release dates. Like, you can have people pre-save it and shit. We're just not there yet. I always jump the gun. I'm like, oh, I need this. But, bitch, the song isn't even out. So, (laughs) you know, that's something I struggle with is just, like, getting it out. Mm-hmm. I could be finished, and then I'm like, no, just kidding. There's, I mean, there's a lot of work to put into releasing something. Like, I'm supposed to have been doing a lot of promo for this track, but I'm procrastinating, uh-huh. as I love to do. <laughs> and, like, you got to take photos, you got to post about it, you got to make it oh, interesting God. and, like, uniform yeah. with, like, the album or EP artwork and... Mm-hmm. That's fun, but it is like a but lot you're of so work. like you're always so aesthetically pleasing though. Like oh, thank I think you. you've got it. Well, it, it sounds like you have a lot under your belt, like ready to come out. Uh huh. Do you like drag? I do. I'm like very new to the culture, but every drag show I've seen, I've felt very happy. Like, just elated. Mm-hmm. Like, while I'm there, I'm like, this is so awesome. Like, every time. It is an exciting thing, and it should so be fun. exciting. It's just, I could get really philosophical. I feel like drag queens are like shamans, kind of, and really, like, very close to God, and that's why we can teeter uh-huh. on that larger than life space uh-huh. and, like, channel that energy. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. think with, like, any performer, it's just like to get to that level yeah. of. Uh, awareness of who you are and what you could bring. I mm. love it. See, I'm very, like, punk. Mm-hmm. But in the sense that I just got, like, a bitchy attitude. Like, that's my character, sassy. She's not just, like, completely crazy. Mm-hmm. It She's going to stand up for yeah. people that can't speak up. And I'll be their voice. But also, like, I'm going to point out when some stuff is on some bullshit, yeah. you know? But also, okay, I love yeah. that. Very rude gal. She's Very a rude, rude gal. gal. But she's yeah. like a real head. She keeps it real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. How have you been sassy the whole three years that you've been doing drag or have you evolved? I think all three years, yeah, I've been consistently sassiopathic. I did start off as like my pseudonym, I guess, was Devon Hilton because mm-hmm. I was just like that faggot. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in there. I like the word faggot. 
I started as Devon Hilton, and that is when I was, like, doing the mustache still, and just, like, my face was, like, so botched, and I just, I didn't come into the drag scene mm-hmm. as a drag queen, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, because, yeah. again, like, I was just going to, like, the other basement and, like, the exit in the end, and, like, losing 10 nails in the mosh pit, you know, <laughs> so I was kind of, like, that messy queen. Yeah. And then... <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want to get red to fucking filth, look a mess. Like <laughs> they were not into it at all. And then like slowly Who I started wasn't into it. The girls. The the queens. queens. Yeah. Yeah. They were just like, what are you doing? Cause it was a shock that I wasn't doing like top forty. Yeah. Or, you know, like super big hair, super sparkly. Uh-huh. You know. It it was different than what they were doing at the time. So, of course, they wouldn't know. Like, I didn't do splits or, like, flips or anything. I wasn't mm-hmm. really a panderer. I was just like, this is what I'm giving you. You're you're going to take it. Like, yeah. I'm not giving you what you want. I'm giving you what I want to give you. Mm-hmm. Take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is my art, and this is how I do it. Y'all can do your thing, which I'm not dissing them. Mm-hmm. Like, every drag queen that I've met has their own thing, and they're all, like, really beautiful individuals, but it's just, like, we're all just a little different, you know, mm-hmm. in style and stuff. And then I slowly got more polished. Mm-hmm. Like, we just got the image correct. Like, yeah. everything yeah. started to fall in place. Like, my face structure I started to know, my eye I started to know. Like, being comfortable on stage, yeah. like, doing this act is a hard thing. It's like... You know? Oh, I can imagine. Because, like, I love to sing along to a song or, like, love doing makeup. Like, I'm a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. And, like, I want to do drag, but I would never have the courage. Mm-hmm. Like, especially <laughs> after watching some of the, one of the drag performances at uh, at Adverse Fest, where mm-hmm. they were, like, wearing, I mean, drag queens are always wearing crazy huge shoes, but on mm-hmm. this, like, weird, jagged, like, cement floor. And I was... Mm-hmm. amazed at the mm-hmm. way that all of those people were moving in those shoes on that floor yeah <laughs> i was like kind of scared but yeah no i think it, it takes a lot but um do you think that the that like being more top 40 and pandering is that like a specific part of like nashville's drag queen or drag scene i mean or like the kind of like mainstream music the thing you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. how you were like a little bit like too alternative mm-hmm. previously do you yeah. think that's just like this specific scene or is there more space for like the kind of alternative drag or how does that fall in line so uh there's three one two three four four drag shows in nashville mm-hmm. that's plays drag show that's tribes drag show mm-hmm that's Susie Wong's drag brunch and dinner. <laughs> all right next to each other, all owned by the same people. Really? Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Uh, like, again, no dissing. <clears throat> and then there's this other bar called Peckers, who some really good girls work at, but mm-hmm. that's not the crowd I like. Mm-hmm. But they are doing really amazing work. Like, Veronica mm-hmm. Electronica, I think, hosts it over there. Um I don't know. It's like play is where you want to perform. That is a yeah. drag scene. You want to make money. You want to get seen. But if you're booking like the same five people that are your friends, you're not showing Nashville what Nashville drag has to offer. You're not offering an incentive to people who continually support your business. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's my issue. Mm-hmm. It's beyond me. Like that's I'm not complaining for me. It's just mm-hmm. like us overall. Like I work with beautiful queens all the time. Not all of them are like gonna give you that play showgirl like, yeah, you know, thing that they do. Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing a split in a cartwheel and the next girl does a split in a cartwheel and then the girl after that does one too, <laughs> is this the fucking cartwheel show? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like people will. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. 30 seconds into your number, you haven't even hit the chorus and you fucking split. <laughs> For what? For what? Just imagine mm-hmm. this conversation, us, and like all of a sudden I just do a fucking split or a cartwheel. Oh, man. That's how it feels to me. And I'm yeah. just like. <laughs> <laughs> so there is kind of a formula yeah. to it um, that a, the girls I like to be booked with don't follow that formula. Yeah. And that's why we're a thing. Like. Yeah. Um, like Chanel and Amanda, who are like probably my very close drag sisters, um, 
they're cute they're really good they work really hard and we have like so many ideas and it's just like we need somewhere to host it and so we just did a show at fat bites that was so cute like every girl made money good we had some a fab queens which i love love Love. like they have their own night at play too and like i think it's a challenge for them because they are assigned female at birth um that like it it doesn't get recognized as drag but they Mm -hmm. work if not like harder because of that to Mm -hmm. you know make it known that what they're doing is still drag yeah um so we i was like come out here because y'all are cute as fuck and like y'all are killing it uh everybody made money again (laughs) we raised money for pine ridge I I wasn't my partner. I don't I don't know anything about charity, so I don't know what happened. Okay. But we raised some money for it. That's great. Though. <laughs> and like the bartenders made money, uh, and everyone loved it. It was such a cute crowd. We were not expecting that at all because it was really the first time we come. got together and do it. Yeah, keep doing it. Yeah, I really want to. And speaking of adverse, um, yeah, I want to bring Miss He and Videotronic. I am in love. Like they were so great. Obsessed obsessed yeah shout out to athens little drag scene yeah i want to go back that was really cute i want to go back too i love just vicariously living through ac and a couple other people's Mm -hmm. instagrams who live in athens and all the cute shit that they're doing all the time Mm -hmm. it's great but yeah so you're putting on your own drag show i think that's what needs to happen if the majority of the drag shows are kind of specifically at these venues and uh-huh. all under the same thumb, uh-huh. then it just needs to be more DIY, uh-huh. I guess. Here's some light tea. Exactly. Um, before I spill the tea. That's always been the goal. Mm-hmm. Always. And now I think we're at a good point uh, in Nashville where people will come out, where people want to see something different and aren't afraid to like, go to the fringe or the corner you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they want to go see it because that's where it's at so we're definitely planning to make that a monthly thing and have more girls not just from nashville but from other places too yes yeah bring them through because oh, i just love drag queens and i love meeting queens too mm-hmm. so it's fun um but here's some tea you can end this out if you want to apparently there have been several bars that want to come into nashville that are gay bars and drag bars that have been blocked through whatever influence that conglomerate of three or just like a new business like franchising like several different franchises have tried to come in but like play just has like this weird monopoly on that street it's fucking crazy but one might have slipped through that's what the rumors are oh so we'll see that would be fucking cute new drag show right i'm most excited for yours what was the show called did i have a name i don't think so it was um so amanda has she hosts an instagram drag race Mm -hmm. so it was like the eight amanda's drag race international drag show because we had someone from scotland and someone from chicago which is lit as fuck that's a cute name for the event Mm mm-hmm for the regular night do you think it'll have a name or just that's what we we're like back and forth on it Mm -hmm. because we could always do like a monthly theme yeah exactly we call ourselves the dream ghouls okay so it could just be like the dream ghouls presents like dream ghouls like dream ghouls because like we're not the we're not cute enough or polished enough to be dream girls yet so we're dream ghouls we're still a little spooky uh, rough that. around the edges but hello that name there has to be a really good halloween show mm-hmm. we oh my god i'm demanding it we we were planning it and some like for, something fell through but fuck we did this photo shoot and video shoot in a cemetery that was so funny i don't know where the where it is now <laughs> of course because things like that happen when you're an artist and you're dealing with other people yeah. and their schedules yeah but yeah this was a good sign that it landed but mm-hmm. halloween mm-hmm. 20 what, 19 <laughs> where am <Yeah>. i <laughs> what year is this hello i know someone who can tongue pop the whole alphabet How like up and down like that's a tongue pop yeah can you do it my mouth kind of dry right now honestly sip some tea (laughs) tea. 
I can make the noise, but not that loud or clear. I've uh-huh. been practicing, though. On my own Same. <laughs> Just all day in the bathroom, like, <laughs> no. Do you want to make it to nationals? Because if you do, you need to work harder, be stronger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was... God that bless was a America. Winning, that was a winning tongue pop. I'm going to the Olympics. <laughs> Can I show you this picture really show quickly? Me a small animal. You're gonna die. It's the Geico Gecko with the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's from the Avengers. Oh, I which don't know anything about that. I'm so excited to see the last movie. Are you a wait, is that Marvel? What is that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. are you a Marvel fan? Big Marvel fan. The movies are so good. <laughs> I've seen a couple of them. I have three siblings, like, grew up with three brothers. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have an older sister. We're really close. Mm-hmm. She's, like, actually badass as fuck. Yeah, what does she do? Uh, she works at TSU doing something. Oh, that sounds mm-hmm. cool. I don't know all the details. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, work, girl, go get it. But she went to this, like, historically black college and was, like, on so many, like, different activities and boards and was, like, really mm-hmm. active. And she's just, like, blossomed into this, like, super badass, like, into her own chick, which is mm-hmm. cool. That's I love cute. her. And then I did have a brother, but he passed away. When I was like 18 or 19, mm-hmm. that was probably the first like super close loss that I ever experienced, and that kind of like set me back. Yeah, it was rough. It's rough. I'm like, fuck. We grew up together. Now you're not here. Yeah, I can't and, imagine. Yeah, I just can't imagine. It hit me like maybe a year later when I wasn't like fucking around and yeah, doing that yeah. whole grieving process. Like yeah. nobody teaches you how to grieve, so you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> but (laughs) it's the memories Mm -hmm. that keep it alive like it's gonna sound like crazy but i remember like we like we're siblings we always fought but like it was Mm -hmm. never anything serious the craziest thing that happened is like my brother pushed my sister and (laughs) i was right behind them her two front teeth went (gasps) straight through my forehead i'm like it wasn't even that hard like remembering it but i was just like what the fuck and i had to go to my uncle's wedding with like a hole in the middle of my forehead it was so gross where were we fighting over like probably to pee (laughs) there was one bathroom (laughs) yeah it's so funny my like my brothers there's all these different stories of like somebody getting a head wound like falling (laughs) off of standing on the couch with sunglasses on head wound right (laughs) being at the pool and just face first into some cement stairs head wound uh i slammed my door on my brother's head not like not like his head in the doorway ladies and gentlemen she's a killer (laughs) not his head in the doorway but like slammed the door and he ran into the door and hit his head on the doorknob (gasps) had an egg (laughs) oh god bless god bless it was crazy (laughs) oh i don't know if you know this but my family is from guyana Oh, I did. In South America. Maybe maybe I've heard a whisper of that, but I don't think we've talked about it. Yeah. So um, I definitely grew up a little bit different than Mm -hmm. everyone else I knew. Like, our family was super close. I I can't remember if, like, some of our, like, cultures clashed just being here. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was definitely raised differently. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't really want anything because, like... You know what I mean? Like, we had it, but it was, like, we were very close, and, like, Mm -hmm. just the strength of family was super important to us. And that's, like, the guiding light in our life. Um, I've been there several times. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's cool. It's just, like, tropical and fun. I haven't been as an adult Mm -hmm. yet. That really, like, resonates within me is, like, my Caribbean background. Uh Uh-huh. As little as it is, like, really made an impact on me. It taught me a lot about, like, honestly, just, like, surviving mm-hmm. and thriving. Because, mm-hmm. like, if my ancestors could do it and, like, they mm-hmm. all came over here and made a life for themselves. It's cool. Yeah. Lots of sugar cane. Yeah. Lots of sugar cane. Like, good food, fresh. Like, we would buy, like, animals, you oh, know, wow. to cook that day. 
So it's like, oh, we got a goat. Let's fucking make some goat. Is that when you were visiting or did you live there ever? I was visiting. I for probably like, I think it was like a month. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Made some really cool friends, like learned the culture and um, saw it boom. Mm-hmm. Like when I, I was like t- maybe 10 or 11. I was like, okay, I could see where this is like going. And I like, went my first time. Off. Yeah, it's cute. And you know what's so cool? Mm-hmm. Uh, fecal matter the dude from fecal matter is from guyana um the duo on instagram they make like they're like the provoke society thing yeah Yeah. okay they're kind of fashion visual artists on instagram i've Mm -hmm. definitely seen their stuff it's so cool and like richie shazam in new york city like these are all just like people i know from the internet but they're so cool and i'm like found a guyanese fashion designer uh that lives in new york too Mm -hmm. Mm, so cool i love my country so cool i love that Um, it sounds beautiful mm -hmm. so were your parents like immigrants here or was it a couple generations back that they moved to the states that's a good question um so i think my aunt came here first for whatever reason like i don't know why nashville like wish i knew <laughs> it's like been nashville mm-hmm. since they mm-hmm. wow. yeah random so, yeah Hi. i know Glad hello you're here. so multi-generational <laughs> multi-generationalists yes. yes okay cool seeds are all over the place um yeah i think it's yeah that happened and then my mom had my brother there and then moved over here like sometime in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So since then, I think everyone literally made the move like right in the middle of the 80s here. Okay. And some of them are all over the place, which mm-hmm. Nashville, like Nashville, Atlanta, New York, Florida. Yeah. Those like have really, really big pockets of, you know, Caribbean people and everyone. So it's super cool that Nashville became that place, too. And I could, you know, growing up, it was just the people we knew that were from there. And then, like, slowly and slowly, it got more diverse. And you're like, holy shit, like, you're from Trinidad. You're from, like, Bangladesh or whatever. Like, all the West Indies, like, here, like, Nashville really boomed with that. I love that. That's so nice. It's cool. I love it. Um, But how uh, how is growing up in Nashville? Were you, like, very inner city in inside Nashville itself or like in any of the suburbs good question like we lived kind of outside like the heart of Nashville uh-huh. we're still in Nashville like um I live off of Dickerson Road and it's mm-hmm. kind of like it is like northeast Nashville that sounds like Nashville yeah and but like back in the day like there wasn't really anything to do in the neighborhood like it was just like there yeah you know what i mean there wasn't like a lot of business per se besides like food mm-hmm. where they grew up down the street from princess hot chicken yes. god bless um and there there weren't as many small businesses mm-hmm. as there are now and luckily enough they have not touched our neighborhood yeah and i don't think they're it might take them like 10 more years to get there because they're still doing the river north expansion mm-hmm. thing and like that'll take a while but i saw a couple of white people in my neighborhood and i was like fuck it's happening <laughs> they are jogging they think it's safe no <laughs> no oh it's loud but that's how i feel <laughs> oh my god yeah when like, I, i'm always surprised like looking outside and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like even yeah even the neighborhood that i live in here where we're recording which mm-hmm. houston I think, like, it's changed in the year and a half that I've been here. Obviously, like, mm-hmm. we live across the street diagonally and directly across from two different construction sites of mm-hmm. monstrous, weird condos. Tall skinnies. Tall skinnies. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please welcome window. to the stage. Tall skinny. <laughs> yes. Somebody should, honestly. Oh, she's tall and skinny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, that's weird too, because like that neighborhood is just like cute as it is, and then they're mm-hmm. fucking all this shit up. Uh, again, I'm fortunate enough to have not felt like felt it. Yeah. Yeah. In my neighborhood, like people coming in and buying up the property, tearing shit down, uh-huh. which is cool. Like it's a cute, quiet little neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, very safe. Uh, I went to school. Like, in Madison. I went to Nashville School of the Arts. So mm-hmm. I think that's when I, like, got the 
inner city experience and like mm-hmm. all the personalities that created like this community. Um, mm-hmm. But growing up, I I went to church. We went to eat, yeah. and we went to, like, our family's house. So we didn't really do anything. Very family-oriented. Um, yeah, like, go to the park. We'd go to, like, Atlanta every year, like, New York and stuff. Cool. Uh, yeah, fortunately, again, haven't been really hit by mm-hmm. it, but I see what it's doing and what it's causing in other communities, and it fucking sucks. Like, you can't come in and say that, oh, you live here? Well, you no longer can afford to live here, and you have no say. Yeah. Because we want to bring other people in. It just, it sucks. Yeah. You know, but that's life. Sad to say that. Yeah. But I like the way Nashville is changing. It's it's just, uh, it's a machine, like it's a system that's currently in place. Yeah. And it's yeah. very difficult to stop it unless someone in legislation is able mm-hmm. to like have a plan for affordable housing. But, yeah, it's it's definitely a problem. Yeah, raise the minimum fucking wage. Can we get a livable, like, wage? Yeah. That, too. I, just, I work so hard. Everyone works so hard. And tr- mm-hmm. Okay. Trump is like, <laughs> unemployment is down. Yes, because people need three jobs to live. You know? Yeah. People need three jobs to live. So, yes, of course, the unemployment rate is down. Where do you work at? Like, a restaurant? Mm-hmm. I work at a steakhouse in Midtown server i'm a server assistant server assistant yeah you have a servers have assistants Mm -hmm. yeah we basically do everything except make tips that are cool no yeah we get a percentage we can't keep any chef like people quit all the time like we're always out of something like it's so stupid Sounds it's so stupid, but I love all of my coworkers. That's good. That's what's important. That's so important. Yeah. I love all of my coworkers at my job, too. It's a beautiful, wonderful restaurant. Shout out to Wild Cow. Shout mm-hmm. out the owners. They're amazing. Melanie and John. It's like a definitely like a work family. Yeah, like, like that kind of vibe. More, if not half, like more than that are people who are involved in music or make music, mm-hmm. including the owners. Like, it's mm-hmm. very cute. They give teacher discounts. They give touring artist discounts. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, go oh, in yeah. there next time you're on tour. Yes, which, oh, God, I want to go on tour. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you should go on tour. That'd be cool. That'd Do you know any cool. other drag queens that have gone on a tour? I feel like I've seen yeah, a couple people, flyers. People tour all the time. It's just like if you don't have a name or the traction. Yeah. It's le- like, you know how bands can just like pop into a city mm-hmm. and there is a venue for it? Mm-hmm. It's not that way for drag. Yeah. It's like you have to be sought out. Yeah. Really. Which is interesting. Yeah. We should probably change that. Yeah. We should probably I, change that. I think there needs to be more. I mean, I guess I'm an outsider to the culture. I don't participate that much, but I want to. And I think there needs to be more DIY space, you know, physically mm-hmm. and to, like metaphorically allocated to mm-hmm. drag. Like I remember when, when I first started going to shows, the problem was they're all white guys. And it's like the same mm-hmm. white guys in different variations playing different instruments, but still the same white guys. Mm-hmm. And that's what it started like. And it was weird. Yeah. It was very weird to see that. Like For, like, music shows. Yeah, for music. Here yeah. in the yeah. city? When did you start? I think. Going to shows, going to DIY shit. How old was I? Hannah took me to my first show, and it was at the... I wish I remembered the name. The fucking warehouse. Um, downtown. It doesn't exist anymore. It was, oh, like... Okay. I think it was freaking weekend three or so. I don't remember. Okay, like, okay. honey, <laughs> I've been through a lot in the short yeah. time span, and I'm just lucky to be here. <laughs> the end of the day i'm not dead yet but um that was my first show ben i forgot his last name drove us in with his van or whatever snuck us in because we were underage but it was like you know whoever it would have been back then um very white yeah super white very white again same people playing music and then as the years went on like we started getting touring bands that had people of color fronting them like different styles of music, different genres. Um, I don't even remember what it was like. I also haven't been to a show in so long. It was so different back then. Like there was, there's always a show. There was somewhere to do it. There was there's somewhere to go. There's always a show for sure. Mm-hmm. 
but it was just like you guys don't know anything and i was always like the annoying outsider that was like hey do you guys just want to like incorporate other types of music into this or like do you know here are some bands that could potentially play that would be cool but like they wanted to keep it very you know them so you try to have conversations with people about it yeah and yeah didn't receive didn't really work out you're probably like i don't i don't see what's the problem i'm just like having music shows with my friends yeah look at your friends yeah which i'm like it's cool but you could also include every other people other people Um, well i definitely felt that i mean i guess when i moved here because that's why i started booking shows and like a specific drama with freaking weekend where i was like very vocally like this lineup sucks Mm -hmm. and it's all white men Uh and it hadn't it was like it was something where they were like called out about it and Uh everyone was pissed off like the next time it was like it was like we called you out about this last time and it's still the same and everyone was po'd but but then there was unruly factions which okay so this is this is where this discussion is going to get political yeah it was very segregated yeah if you realize like we had unruly factions we had the hip-hop rap electronic like predominantly black people Mm-hmm. Which we were always open and inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, we, as I was a part, well, I was a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, seventeen was cute. Um, twenty seventeen, age seventeen. Age 17 it's twenty three. It seems oh, okay. so far away. Well, then we're right. At, <coughs> we're right at the same. Yeah. Same level. Uh, um, I got here when I was. I wish 18. I could like historically predate all like exactly date him but it was i feel like it was in response to not that void not being filled and um i don't know if it was like it's not just like the nashville's dead people it's other venues and other artists that wouldn't like appreciate the talent and i feel like if everything just had come together to create a diverse bill for all the shows in nashville then it would have worked out and like i feel like we would have a thriving scene as a was i guess uh and then slowly like the people younger than us like started putting like punk on the same bill as rap and like rap on the same bill as an electronic artist or an electronic artist on the same bill as like someone who's gonna play the theremin you know what i mean when all that shit happens when it all comes together that's how you create a show that's how you create a scene it has Mm -hmm. to be everyone yeah you know, That's so and that it happened for a while. Like Nashville was pretty lit, or at least the DIY scene. And yeah. then, just people, people came in from fucking LA and like <laughs> New York, and like this is the new place to go. Like yeah. everyone has their office building here, and like Warner's here. BMI here. Like you know what I mean? Like it became that hub. And true. Love it though. Like pop music is cute. Like. It's just weird. It, it doesn't seem like there's much of a scene. I feel that anymore. It's, you know what I mean. Whenever there are entities that organize and put names on things, mm-hmm. like that kind of familiarity mm-hmm. and brand recognition does help you like contextualize your music scene. Yeah. Like we have this, this, and this. Like mm-hmm. if I'm talking yeah. to you about Atlanta, I'm like, there's this venue that I go to all the time, and there's these Mm -hmm. uh events like southern fred queer pride and Mm -hmm. like all these other things like Mm -hmm. that i can name or since like we did have those kind of uh collective people Mm -hmm. things to go to you know writing about things making things happen putting shows on and now perhaps we don't it's like we have dark matter Mm -hmm. we have other things what are are some other like diy spaces (laughs) 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 the east room love the east room okay yeah taylor's great the east room is really there really here for it it's a place where it's very financially and just possible for someone to do something, especially mm-hmm. if they've never done it before. But, yeah, it's difficult because of the venues, which I think you could definitely attribute to uh, the gentrification aspect mm-hmm. of, like, Like, perfect example, don't out. move to Midtown and then complain about the noise. Yeah. That's one of those things, too. So the East Room... Um, I love Dark Matter. I haven't been to the new one yet, but like, shout out to them. Shout out to Catherine. Big shout out. Yeah, sorry I broke the sink at the other basement (laughs) one time. Oh, no. Yeah. I go way back. I go way back. And I don't. I've been here for three years, almost four (laughs) years. Actually, I've 
coming up on having been booking shows here for three years in June. I think we're having like a show about Lit. it. Lit. An anniversary. Oh, book me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Back Rachel to- said it's like there we have a show that happens to fall like on that date. Uh, the date of my inception, my idea birth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm posted, what a concept. I posted about it on Facebook. <laughs> um, but she was like, we should make it a showcase. And I was like, like yeah. full on. Yeah. So maybe we will. It's on like a Thursday, though. But whatever. Could be cool. Um, but yeah, you've been here since like the other basement. Like mm-hmm. you've seen it all. I've been through some things. What else? Uh, I mean, it was always so cool. Because, like, you just got to hang out with your friends and listen to music that you might have not listened to before. Yeah. And, like, see other people do their art. Where else did we go? The end, exit, and all that stuff used to be popping. I definitely you know. feel like the end was more popping, like, when I got here yeah. than it is now. Yeah. No offense. Right. No shade or anything. Right. So seen, like, I saw Gorilla Toss there a couple months oh, ago. Oh, I went there, too. I love that. They're actually one of my favorite bands They're in the so entire good. world. Yeah. They're, yeah, you said... Like, with the different kind of people putting on events, the different really booking kind of initiatives, there was, like, yeah. obvious segregation by race and genre mm-hmm. like simultaneously. And even though it feels a little bit, like, fractured now, do you feel like things are starting to mingle more? Or do you think it's just, like, overall, everybody's just kind of well, See, I'm, I'm kind of detached yeah. from it all. I just go to drag shows and sometimes I'll stray out if it's like a really cool show. But the thing is like everyone's doing their own thing. Yeah. And I think it kind of like contributes to the overall collective yeah. because we all have some sort of relationship, working relationship, mm-hmm. whether your friends or just like do shows together, you always run into each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like the future of the music industry and the DIY scene in Nashville is just like people actually uh, now own like owning in on their craft and owning in on building a sense of community within Mm -hmm. people um and making it like a cool Mm -hmm. space you know not just safe but also cool you know not just safe but also cool cool Cool. idea yeah Yeah, because a lot of people are focused on trying to make it safer or Mm -hmm. whatever but I'm like trying to simultaneously curate like Mm -hmm. really great art as well yeah if i can yeah what uh what plans do you have for yourself and i mean if you're also like planning on putting out music like do you think that you would start performing more Mm -hmm. outside of drag shows and inside of like dark matter Mm -hmm. basically yeah literally (laughs) like (laughs) dreams just perform at dark matter it's cute they've got a good stage with the little lights and stuff it looks Mm -hmm. great i think just like obviously i want to put out music and i want to be put on bills with people that aren't drag queens you know like more diverse casts easy let's go yeah i know right i just need to push my fucking songs out yeah but uh once they're done i'm gonna like i want to transition into just singing my music and not doing like lip syncing but i can still do it you know yeah but i just want to do it but in drag oh you know i'll still be me but just somewhere else so that's that's coming up What's coming up? Do you think you'd still do like <clears throat> lip syncing drag? Yeah. Like, play and everything? Yeah. But yeah, but to just have yeah. full, full yeah. sociopathic mm-hmm. live musical performances. Well. Yeah. <clears throat> Self releasing some music. Self releasing Sass Punk. That's yeah, going to come out first. first. Uh huh. That's our summer anthem. Summer? Oh, summer. Oh, it's sh- like first single should be out this week. It was supposed to be out this weekend, but like. I guess it's taking a few extra days to uh, get approved. Mm-hmm. You know, lyrical content. I actually, someone gave me the instrumental on SoundCloud like two years ago. And I was like, oh shit, I love this song. I forgot about it. And mm-hmm. then I started making it and remastering it and like writing it. Mm-hmm. And so I also have to clear that with them. So I've been like digging in my emails like, who is this person? Yeah, yeah I have no idea. Before I see I people out. like beat licensing all the time via SoundCloud. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what is that? Right. Like logistically, <laughs> legally, what does that mean? I have no idea. Oh, I went to school for music business. So basically Where all that. Where did you go to school? SAE. With oh my your god, ex. I forgot yeah. about that. What a waste of no. my, not really a waste of time, but like fuck. <laughs> fuck um i could have used that two years of my life to actually do something 
Yeah, but at least you got a little book learning in there. I've like appreciated the book, the audio mm-hmm. book learning, hands-on learning that I've had. Mm-hmm. But um, is there anything else you want to talk about? We're running up on our time, but oh, how do I create? I like oh, that yeah. question. That's yeah, that's a good one. Um, I just like sit and think for a little bit. I find inspiration in a lot of things, mainly other people. So I like, I like to write about my feelings, mm-hmm. but putting myself in somebody else's shoes and creating then a character. Mm-hmm, creating a character of, of like how someone is reacting to like being in pain mm-hmm. or like not being seen. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Some of that stuff. Um, so I'm like always in my notes, like all the time. Some of the lighter stuff is just like easier because it's like show your attitude mm-hmm. um but i think just like being an instrumentalist you know and having that to back me up really helps me like get in the mood yeah. to like write a song like sometimes it'll take like five minutes sometimes it takes like months but like you the, know the music has come first if you've already got like a mm-hmm. track started yeah then i always start there start the music first mm-hmm. before the vocal lyrical content mm-hmm. i like that I yeah to that yeah and then i'm like okay what could go with this then i sit there and write sometimes i like write the title first that's yeah yeah that's and be like okay this is what i'm calling it let's adhere to that yeah all right well thank you so much for having me ryan i appreciate it's it it's been a pleasure it's been I've an experience so thank you hopefully now this will shed some light on who sassiopathic is as a person um but don't forget that you can catch me every second and fourth sunday at play dance bar unless i have food poisoning or something but i mean that still wouldn't stop me <laughs> i'll be shitty and puking on stage if Yay. i could <laughs> and then look out for sass punk let's let's give it a fucking month or so i don't know we'll see what happens and then a month after you'll get go down and you can always follow me on instagram sassiopathic the same for twitter soundcloud sassiopathic i think those are my socials all right well listen i feel bad because we spilled tea all over his podcast last all right that up. oops <laughs> limited liability please welcome to the stage <laughs> Libel. <laughs> Scandal. Uh, it's been great. Slander. It's been so good. Thank you. Happy Easter. This has been Everything Nice with Sassiopathic. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>